The 407th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL's wins totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And finally, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use pro- promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 407 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Who should I dedicate it to? Uh, just This just came across the news line. I'm going to dedicate it to Sean O'Malley for getting champ tattooed on his forehead because he needs more tattoos on his face. So good move, Sean O'Malley, and good move, Sean O'Malley's tattoo artist. Thank you for coming to the show. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chox Fox. Nothing tattooed on my face. My co-host was supposed to get something tattooed on his face when uh, because I beat him every year with picks but he's reneged in that he claims it was never a bet so whatever we'll see um i'm also known as the dana white contender series soothsayer because i am killing it with my picks this year just off the off the hip picks not watching video or anything like that i'm nine and five i'm up almost 400 bucks so let's bring in the the weaker half of the picks this year <laughs> <laughs> just kidding he has a shirt telling you how great he is at Contender Series picks. It's the one and only Gumby God, Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello. I have been pretty good this year, but it is upsetting to know that I'm not as good as the coin flip that you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you, you defended it out the gate. You said, no, no, you do resume picks. That's and I'm true. like, okay, I, you're I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as long as we call them resume picks, you're right. Yeah. And, it sounds and hey, in, in the, you know, like when you're making UFC picks, I, you know, I like film and, and all that kind of stuff way yeah, better. Yeah. But like there is something to the resume, right? Like there is something where you're like, hey, this person hasn't fought anybody. So I know they've looked good. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what the resumes say here, because uh, yeah. there's a lot of weird records here. Um, and a guy who lost to Waldo Cortez Acosta. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. How, but before we dig into it with specifics, how is this week? Nothing jumped off resume wise. I don't really none of the names well, other than the Canadian. Uh, none of the names are really super familiar to me as well, other than the serial killer, of course. Um thoughts on this <laughs> yeah um i i think uh i think there's a lot of promise I, i'm on un- this is kind of unfortunate but i think a lot of the promise is in the same fight sometimes uh, um, see that's what we complained about a couple what's it two weeks ago the main yeah. event or was it last week two weeks ago. yeah and it, it's I, you know it may be to be expected here but i think the the welterweight fight and the featherweight fight might have the four best fighters in it yeah. um and I mean, obviously, two of them are going to lose. Uh, so that's that's kind of a bummer. Um, and the heavyweight, and, but, a heavyweight's going to get in instead. So yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely, and a middleweight. Um, yeah, and, and like well, yes. And on the other hand, like you know, it's easier for there to be good featherweights. It's easier for there to be good welterweights than there is to be like really talented, promising heavyweights. Those are not, you know. Yeah. Those are not a dime a dozen. You don't find those very often. So um, I'm complaining a little bit about it, but it should be altogether a very fun card in terms of style matchups and stuff. 
if you're that size and you're going to get brain damage anyway, why would you not play football and make some money? Right. I don't think rather, these guys are fight. I don't think these guys are shaped like pro football players. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying you're heavyweight size. And yeah, that's why uh, you don't get too many massive, amazing uh, fighters. Uh, the UFC started paying like the NFL did. Then yeah, different story. So, um, how have your boys, I'm sure some of them will be girls, but how have your, how have your people, the people you had pegged going into, the, into this as possibly um, becoming favorites of ours? How, have we seen many of them? No, I think we've, we've seen, we've seen one and he got knocked out in Smotherman. That would be Cameron uh, Smotherman, yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't have another one on this one. Uh, I think it's okay. not until week, I think week six, another one of my, my. Oh, uh, we got a backloaded backloaded for us right yeah i think week five or six we might see another one of my my quote-unquote people um who i think will be favorites but you don't have to think about calling your favorites too is there's a reason why some of our contender series favorites have become our favorites and it's usually that they they were underdogs you know what i mean or yeah. had a really favorable yeah, line like jack della madalena i look back at that that fight card the jack della madalena one with the jelton was on it too Jelton was plus two twenty in that fight. Whoa, who's uh, he fighting? Uh, some du- some dude with a crazy Russian sounding name. He had the Russian. Oh, uh, okay. So there you go. go. And I was it. like, he's gonna out wrestle the Russian or the Russian, and people are gonna be shocked. Um, and he did really easily. And Jack Medalena, I think, was like negative one forty five against Angelusa, who's fighting this weekend. And like in retrospect, like how much of a steal was that? Um. So, like, I think uh, while our favorites are sometimes, like, really good fighters, our favorites are also people who uh, who defy the odds, uh, both literally and figuratively. Very true. What a, what a wordsmith that Gumby is, but it's true. Um, yeah, I didn't think going through the resumes, as I do, I'm the resume half of, of the uh, podcast here. Um, I didn't, no one jumped off as, oh, this must be one of the people that Gumby's excited about, so. That's not to say, like you just explained, that's not to say uh, someone someone could come out and steal our hearts with their performance, right? It could happen. I definitely. Do we? I guess we already recapped last week. Do we? We don't really need to say much about last week, still, right? Anymore? No. I mean about last no, week. No, other, other than sign Josephine Knudsen. Yeah, please, please. So that's go it. back a few episodes if you want to hear that. Yeah. Free juice, Josephine Knudsen uh, is what we have to say. All right. We're going to break down some fights after I tell you about our friends at Game Time. Everyone listening knows is gametime.co.com because I've told you about this for a few weeks now. And everyone knows that Game Time is the place to go if you're, if you're stressed out and you need to find tickets, last minute tickets for anything, any sporting event, anything you need tickets for, concerts, anything like that. They're the place to go. Um, best prices, flash deals. Tickets right up to the last minute. Everybody knows that gametime.co is the place to be or grab the app because uh, Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. August is almost over. Very, very shortly it is over. And you know what that means? It's time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live sneak draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it. 
and Unlogged does the rest. Try it out with Unlogged's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win? To win it all, all $3 million. The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Tick tock, tick tock. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPM. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Gummy's going to give you a Underdog pick em. Pick probably with some football player I've never heard of. Go ahead. No, I, I'm going to say wait until the uh, the projections drop for the UFC this weekend because they always have fun UFC projections as well. And I'm going to say take the more than for the takedowns on uh, Sergei Spivak. Because Spivak uh, is fighting a guy who openly admits he does not like to practice defending takedowns. Oh, interesting. Are you, are you uh, tipping your hand as to what you're going to be picking coming up? You know, I haven't even decided on that fight yet, to Neither be honest. Um, it, it's going to really heavily depend on what that line looks like come Thursday when we're breaking it down. But I will yep. also say, whether you like the money line or not, get in on the projection on the takedowns because that's there. Yeah. Even if you don't like yep. the uh, the other stuff that you're going to see on sports books. And, and never mind that he told you to take Max Holloway over strikes last week. I still Just think ignore that. that was pretty close to hitting anyway. <laughs> was it? What was it yeah. set at? I, I think it was set at like, you know? I, I want to say it was like 127 or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I think he was close. That. I think he was close to, maybe he even exceeded that. Hang on. Now we're going to, we're going to. Now I've, now I've got him. Down oh no, yeah, he only, he, he only landed 75. Uh, Boo. So that's under, Boo. but like, Hey, give him another round or two and he would have hit it. <laughs> exactly. Stupid Korean zombie getting knocked out. All right. We are going to give you more winning picks and lines here for uh, Contender Series 2023, week four. It's going down Tuesday, which is always fun. Uh, the, the gens love it. Basically, the Discord is almost as busy on Tuesdays as it is on uh, UFC Fight Nights now. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern is the start time. Goes down from the UFC Apex on ESPN. Plus five fights, which I like. I like the nice little five fight cards that we can whip through. Uh, have you seen the lines, Gumby? I did. I did get a peek at okay. him earlier today. Yeah. All right. You can peek. We're starting with welterweights. Carlos Prates versus Mitch Ramirez. Brazilian versus an American who Gumby interviewed on his Top Turtle MMA podcast last week. All right. We're going to tell you. Start with Mitch Ramirez, the fight stalker. Um, Gumby, listen to the podcast. You'll you'll learn all about serial killers and nicknames. Uh, Ramirez is seven and zero. Four knockouts, two submissions. He's won two straight fights via TKO. He used to fight at lightweight. He's an inch taller than Prates. He's at plus 165. Carleo is the nickname. He's 16 and 6. That would be Prates. 11 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times. He's won six straight fights, five straight via finish. He's not lost a fight since June of 2019. He used to fight at lightweight and middleweight. 2012 pro MMA debut. He's also a kickboxing champion. He has an extensive kickboxing um, record, kickboxing uh, bio. Resume, uh, he's got seven inches on Ramirez, minus 200. Resume pick goes to the favorite, Prates. Yeah, negative 200, not the most flattering line, but I still think Prates is the right pick here. If you watch him, he really looks like he's got like a Taekwondo background, the way he bounces. If not, it's karate. It's one of those two. But the way he gets his kicks up so fast, 
Um, and, and he loves throwing that head kick. He's actually won his last two fights by head kick. But like, even if you want to go deeper than that, like he, he throws that head kick up high. He also throws it down low enough. That makes me feel comfortable that it might open up. Um, I've seen him backed up against the cage a bunch. Um, but it's usually early in fights while he's trying to find the range. And then once he's found the range, he just starts lighting you up because he is a really long dude. Um, so it doesn't take him very long to, to find the range. And then once he starts moving forward, he's super dangerous. Um, I saw him a, a couple of takedown attempts. He seems to have good balance on the takedown attempts. I don't know how he do against like a super blast double, but I also just don't know that Mitch Ramirez is going to throw a super blast double his way. Um, he's kind of more of a plotter. He's not super explosive. Um, I saw him hit in his last fight. He hit, or no, maybe it was two fights ago. He hit like a lift single leg that he turned the angle on, but I feel like that's not going to work against somebody as tall as Prache. So like some of the, the stuff that I've seen from Mitch Ramirez, I really like, but I just don't know, especially against a guy who's so freaking long, um, it's going to work out so well. And also I didn't love what I saw about Mitch Ramirez's cardio in his second to last fight. So like that gives me a little bit of hesitancy here too. Like beef whiffs on a couple of takedowns. He's probably going to eat one of those big head kicks from Prochez. So I like Prochez here. If you're looking for props uh, to make it a little bit more enticing than negative 200. I mean, it's, it's KO if you can get it in plus money, but I'll be honest. I don't even think it's going to be in plus money. Gumby hasn't learned, learned his lesson. He's still picking against people who are nice enough to go on his podcast. So you told me the, the curse does not exist. I haven't talked about it for a while now. I, I, uh, I picked Ellie Aronoff, uh, That's and he true. was on my, and he was on my show. Uh, yeah, and, he, and he intentionally stuck his arm in an arm bar. Yeah. I was going to say he lived up to his nickname, but yeah, he did until he, until he uh, got himself submitted. The tank got submitted. All right. Um, let's move up. Shall we to middleweights? You three, Bel Belgaroy, Yusri Belgo Belgaroy, who is a Frenchman versus Marco Tulio Silva. He's not, he's not French. He's not French. Where's no, he from? Then he's from the Netherlands. He's Dutch. All oh, right. I always get those flags mixed up. My son would be yelling at me. Nathan knows all his flags. I do not. <laughs> all right. He's another land, Netherlandian. Um, I'm going to tell you about a Vogel. No, I'm going to tell you about. I'm not doing that fight yet. I'm going to tell you about Silva, <laughs> the Brazilian. He's a hobo cop as well. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. I even teased hobo that a couple cop. episodes ago that there was another hobo cop. Oh, battle of the Brazilian hobo cops. Same weight class too, right? Middle Same weight class. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, we could boy. have a we could have a hobo cop showdown. We could. Um, all right. This hobo cop is nine and one, six knockouts, one submission. He's won five straight fights, including his last fight via TKO. He's not lost since September 2018. Two years younger than Belagorai. How do you say his name? Belga, Belgaroy, Belgarui, Belgarui. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Belgar said. We? It, it's probably said like it's French because uh, the yeah. Netherlands has like half. Has yes yeah, the end. yeah, like a third of its, <laughs> uh, a third of its uh, country is, speaks French. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, where was I? Who I was talking about Silva. Yes. Uh, he's two years younger. Than, I already said that. Then the guy with whose name we're butchering. And Silva's at plus 130. The babyface assassin is Belgarui. Belgarui. I hope he doesn't win because I don't have to say his name again. He's 5-2 and two with four knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He's won two straight fights, both via knockout or TKO. Used fight at light heavyweight. Is a pro cape boxer as well. Five inches of height on Silva. Minus 135. Gummy's going to talk while I go get a computer cord. You won't even know I'm gone. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Belagori here. Uh, and I, I'm saying it wrong, too, I think. It is such a hard name to say. Um, Belgarui. Uh, I'm going to take Belgarui here uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I love the changes he's made to his training camp. Uh, so he is a big kickboxer. Uh, and I don't mean like wide big, but like very tall big. Um, he's six foot five at middleweight. Uh, and he looks every bit six foot five at middleweight. He's a kickboxer who has transitioned to MMA, where have we heard that before. His kickboxing fights include fights against Alex Pajeda and Israel Adesanya. Um, not tons of success against those two guys, although he did beat Pajeda once. Um, it was one out of three. So, he, you know, he got he got something in there. And so, like, he's fought high-level kickboxing. And now he's transitioning to MMA. And there's things I like about what he does in MMA. Like, he's he uses really good feints and fakes and all kinds of stuff like that. His, uh, his height and balance and the way he uses his hips, it seems to stuff enough takedowns. I also think he's so hard to get close to for a takedown being six foot five at middleweight. And, and the thing about Silva is too, Silva's not terribly tall, right? Silva, Silva's six foot tall. He, he's going to be at five inch height uh, disadvantage. And I bet you the reach is even worse for Silva. Um, and when you do get inside on Belgarui, he throws knees to the body and they, I mean, like you can just tell when he hits somebody with a knee to the body, they want out. Um, and for Silva, you know, there's things to like for Silva. He's kind of got a decent double leg, but I've just seen him overextend himself way too many times and look sloppy in his striking. He also gets backed up a lot early in the fights. And I think if he does either of those things against Belgaroi, he's just going to eat something. Um, and, and while his counters are pretty good, I'll give him props for his counters too. While he's backpedaling, it's not easy to counter a guy who's six foot five. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go favorite again, Belgaroi here. You're really butchering his name, aren't you? I have no idea, man. I <laughs> um, I forgot to tell you the resume pick resume pick is going against you. Resume pick says hobo cop. So we're against each other here. I'll still cheer for you though. Yeah, and it's just because Belgaroi has got that, like, learning curve. And, like, yeah. I, I will say this, though, too. For those of you who are like, well, he just gave us a style breakdown and said uh, he liked his training camp changes. So I should have told you those training camp changes, which are about six to eight months ago, he moved to Connecticut to work with Alex Pajeda and Glover Teixeira. And so, like, now his entire training camp has been doing grappling with Glover Teixeira and learning how to implement that with his kickboxing which he's honing with Alex Pajeda. So like, I mean, like if, if that's uh if you had to draw up a training camp for a kickboxer who needed to learn how to implement the rest of his game and stuff, takedowns, I like where he's at, man. Yep. All makes sense, which is probably why you're, you're going to uh, be wrong with the pick. I'll <laughs> up and it makes sense. The MMA gods come in and slap you. Um, all right. We're going to drop weight down to featherweights. Timothy Kuamba. An American versus Matteo Vogel, a Canadian. Burr, burr, burr. Finally, a Canadian. Um, I'm going to tell you about Vogel first. Carpaccio is the nickname. He is 8-2, and two, one knockout, five submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He's won three straight fights, last two via finish. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at down at Bantamweight, minus 125. Yeah, I switched things up. I went with the favorite for a change here. Cuambo, Twilight Twimmy. Twilight Twimmy. Twilight Timmy is the nickname. You know what? You have any info on this, Dan? I don't have any info on Twilight right. Timmy. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna have to win, and you can find out, because uh, that's a that's a quality nickname, an original nickname, not like Hobo Cop. 
All right, he's six and one with three knockouts. He's been knocked out, uh, sorry, submitted himself once. That's his one loss. He's won three straight fights, two straight via TKO. He's a pro boxer. He's an inch taller than Vogel, three years younger, plus 124. Resume says, go with a Canadian Vogel. Yeah, and I'm going to differ on that one too. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take Timothy Kamba here. Uh, I, I, I'm worried about the fact that if you watch Vogel's fight, it seems like he has a really tough time understanding range, particularly early in fights. Like for a round and a half, it looks like his range is just not there. Um, he like throws a low leg kick a lot of times to like try to find that range. And he's open to being countered when he does so. Um, he threw a head kick a bunch of times in one of these fights I was watching. I think it was his last one. And it just like went over the top of his opponent or right in front of his opponent a bunch. And he just kept getting hit with a sharp one-two on the re- return uh, all the time. He wound up winning that fight by ground and pound when his opponent was just like exhausted in round three. And he just blast doubled him um, and then hit, hit ground and pound from guard because the, the double was good enough to like wreck this guy. But that guy was a, you know, the, the guy I was watching him fight was 2-0 and in his pro career. Um, and, and, you know, I just don't think this guy who we're talking about being particularly good grappling He's got the striking skills to stand with Timothy Kamba because Kamba, I think he's much faster. Um, you know, I, I think he's got his own wrestling game. That's pretty decent. Uh, I've seen him shoot takedowns. He laces the leg really well when he he's finishing his takedowns and stuff like that. He's got a nice little front kick. His positional jujitsu, I think is a little bit better than Vogel's too. And at the end of the day, you guys got two guys who are both pretty good wrestlers and both pretty good at jujitsu. I don't, I, I think it's going to cancel each other out. I think you're going to see him wind up on the feet a lot. And I think that's where Kamba has a huge advantage. All righty. Gumby and I are differing, but that doesn't mean anything. We, we shall see um, come Tuesday night. One thing we don't differ on is our love of DraftKings. You waited all year and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, baby. I added the baby in there. And so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can store score is the word $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. I won't be playing college football, but I do use it for MLB and MMA and all the good sports uh, kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Turns at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. We better hurry up. I'm starting not to say words properly again. SGP, Patreon. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including NFL win totals contests with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first Sports Gambling Podcast Stories podcast just for patrons, chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Boo, hiss. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Maybe it's reading. Maybe I can't read, but I can still talk. We'll find out because we have more fights to break down. We are going to the big boys, the big heavyweights. Um, Chandler Cole, American versus Thomas Peterson, American. 
some American on American crime going down. Uh, Cole is the hammer. He's 10 and three, eight knockouts, two submissions. So he's finished everyone and he's been finishing all his losses, knocked out three times. He's won two straight fights, both via TKO. He's not lost since May of 2021. 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter, 0-1 in PFL. However, he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. He's got three inches of reach on Peterson, and he weighed about nine pounds more than Peterson based on their last wins for their last fights. And he's at plus 550. The train is Peterson's nickname. So we got the hammer versus the train. I think I would take a train in a battle between a hammer and a train. Uh, this one is seven and one with seven knockouts. This one being the train Peterson. He's been knocked out himself once. So Yanni's going over in this one for sure, right? He's going distance <laughs> or decision victory because it's bound to just, you know, these guys always go inside the distance. So, you know, they're bound to bound to go 15 minutes here. Um, all right. Peterson's won two straight fights. He was the LFA champion in a past life years ago. He's a three inch tight on Cole minus seven fifty. Resume says go with the massive favorite. I'm gonna say do not uh, go with the massive favorite. Really? I, I, yeah, I'm gonna say especially with the line where it is. No, um, yeah, I wouldn't bet this in the heavyweight. That's for sure. But but I would I would I I feel comfortable betting Chandler Cole at plus five fifty. Wow. I, I, I think he's worth a play there because the thing is is that like. So you look at Thomas Peterson in any of the fights he's in, he's a wrestler. That's all he does. He wins by ground and pound. He takes people down. He beats them up, uh, you know, either from the top of the back mount. I mean, you look at his, all three of his last wins are by ground and pound. And he tried to beat Walto a Cortez Acosta that way too. And, and Cole comes from a wrestling background. Uh, in fact, he's, he's quite a good wrestler. Um, he doesn't use it as often that people usually see, but at least defensively, he's not going to be easy to take down. And, you know, you look at a lot of the times that Chandler Cole has not looked good in the times he's been beat. Like he got beat by Ante D'Elia, like whatever he got beat by Ante D'Elia. D'Elia is, is quite a bit bigger than him in terms of maybe not in terms of poundage, but, but in terms of reach and height, right? He's six foot five with a 69 inch reach. Ante D'Elia is that's a huge dude to be fighting when you're five foot 10 in a heavyweight. But at the same time, Peterson isn't that much taller. In fact, Peterson is going to have a reach disadvantage against Chandler Cole on the feet. And he doesn't like striking. So if we're talking about a guy who's going in there, all he's got really is his path to victory here for the most part in his last few fights against high level MMA guys. His only path to victory has been takedowns and ground and pound. And if he got, hasn't gotten that, he's gotten tired and had issues. So if he gets stuffed by this guy who comes from a wrestling background, who's to say he's going to win the striking battle? His hands are low. He punches shoulder to shoulder. He got wicked tired against Waldo Cortez Acosta, found himself there and got knocked out. In his last fight, he did not throw a punch before shooting a takedown. He won the fight in three minutes and 48 seconds. And after he finished the fighter, he fell down to his knees so that he could get a breath. This is not a guy with good cardio. This is a guy with quite poor cardio. And I'm telling you, Cole has got surprisingly good head movement. He started taking boxing fights for fun to try to stay busy after the ultimate fighter. You're going to find his kicks are way sharper than you think they are. And they don't usually work at heavyweight because at heavyweight, he's usually trying to head kick somebody who's six, five. Now he's head kicking somebody pretty much the same height as him. Like, I think he could be a lot better than people think he is. Now, obviously cardio problem there too. 
because the Jordan Heiderman fight, he wound up getting finished in the third round after, you know, he took the first round off of PFL semifinalist Jordan Heiderman and, and then lost the second and ultimately tired out in the third. So we got to worry about the cardio there too. But if if I'm putting those two things side by side, yeah, I'd, I'd obviously much rather have the, the 550 there because, man, P- Peterson being a 550 favorite is insane to me. All right, there you go. Gummy's coming through with a big, hopefully it's coming through. The big underdog pick for you brings us to the main event of the evening. Dylan Salvador, he is from France. Am I right there at least? I think he is, yes. Yes, yes, he's French. <laughs> Versus Balaji Oki, and he's from, hmm, what flag is that? I wish they would tell you when you hovered over it. He's he's a Zulu warrior, but he's from Belgium. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe I, um, I believe his his he's not of Belgian uh, descent. Like I, I'm pretty sure yes. his parents are immigrants, but he, which is why he gets the nickname the Zulu warrior. Um, but yes, he was born and raised in Belgium. Yes, Oki, the Zulu warrior, is seven and one, four knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. He's won seven straight fights. His last one via knockout, so he has not lost since uh, his MMA debut, which was March 2018. That's the fight that he had lost. Uh, was a regional champion, two years younger than Salvador, an inch taller, plus 120. Salvador, five and one, one knockout, four submission. So he's finished everyone, and he himself has never been finished in a fight. He's won two straight fights. He used to fight at featherweight. Uh, minus 138 is number on him. Resume says Salvador. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Negative 138, you said? Yep, that's a nice, fun number for you. Yeah, I love the fun numbers, and you only gave me one of those earlier. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think Salvador is uh, has got a lot of advantages here. The one you're going to want to watch out for is his kicks, um, particularly his low leg kicks, because Balagioki is way too heavy on his front leg. Um, when I watched his last fight, he uh, he ate a ton of leg kicks from a guy who's eight and thirteen. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. His last opponent was eight and thirteen. Uh, and he ate a lot of leg kicks from a dude who was eight and 13. He's super heavy on his legs. Um, and, and if you just watch the, these two strike, uh, and this is going to be a striking battle, um, which is fun. He's so much slower than Salvador. Salvador is way faster. He's got nice snap on his kick. Like I said, he likes to go to the front leg, but he also goes to the head quite well. Um, he's, he's actually got good submissions too. I feel like um, this is probably never going there, but like, I don't know, maybe if you want to sprinkle on his submission prop, I, I have seen him like hit submissions off of his back. He, he got a Von flu choke in his last fight. I don't think he's going to try to take this fight to the ground, but if he did, I, I think he would win there. Um, and then the other thing I think he's got on his side is his pace and his cardio is just different level. Like he throws so hard when he throws and somehow he's not tired in his last fight, he was fighting this guy who uh, who wrestled him up uh, or was trying to wrestle him up uh, quite a bit. He was a uh, Uzbek guy, was trying to wrestle him up quite a bit. They wrestled for like two rounds. His wrestling held up mostly, if not his like submission threats did. But then in the third round, he's still in there cracking and he's hitting so hard in the third round to the point where he floored the guy and wound up with that uh, Von Flew choke. So. Uh, I think Salvador is probably one of the more underpriced guys you're going to see on this whole fight card. Um, if if you're still seeing him and he's under negative 200, I think you're stealing money from the books. But I must remind you all out there, make sure you get consent before you sprinkle on anyone's props. Right, Dan? Hey. There's no sprinkling on props unless you get a, a firm <laughs> consent from the person. All right. that there, there are the picks. Let's recap 
the official Gumby picks. Zia Salvador, he's got Cole as your massive underdog this week, literally and figuratively. He's got Kuamba, <laughs> another underdog. I'm guessing Cole is big. I'm guessing both these guys are big. Cole is, you've, have you not seen Chandler? Because you don't no. watch the Ultimate Fighter. Dude, you got it. No. Before we, we can't end this Google without time. you. Google, Google time. Chandler Google Cole. Chandler Cole. He's a hammer. Does he look like a hammer? Let me see. Oh my gosh, he's he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. He no, is, he is our epitome of a chunky guy. And the big guys. But, but wait until you see how he moves. I honestly think his body shape is probably swaying this line. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, awesome. Like I I think somebody's seen a picture of him and is like, we can't post that at any less than plus 500. <laughs> and what's his opponent? What does Thomas Peterson look like? Not not strong. Any <laughs> <laughs> fat guy? Yeah. He's all right. Nothing special. All right. He, he uh, looks he looks like a shorter Josh Parisian. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A shorter Josh Parisian. That could be a good title. Um, all right. We're, we're not body shaming you people. We're, we're just uh we're just body shaming you, I guess, technically. All right. <laughs> Kuemba, he has as a slight dog. He's got how do you say his name, Dan? Belg Belgarwi. Belgarwi. I think we settled on Belgarwi. Bergarwi. I'm sure uh, um, Laura Psycho will teach us how to say it come Tuesday night. Um, we got Silva and we got Praches. I'm saying it like properly Portuguese way now. Praches, right? Yeah, it's Praches. Yes. All right. That's it, folks. Take that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. We'll be back Wednesday. We're not done. No, we got more more winning picks to give you. Uh, we got UFC going back to France, UFC Paris. We're going to give you the prelims on Wednesday and then Thursday will be main card and all the fancy picks so make sure you tune into that in the meantime and in between time and basically all the time us or at least some of the super well john super fan john will always be there but we're usually there as well that would be the discord sports podcast.com slash discord let's get in there and chat with us even if you're just a lurker and you just like to watch just say hi give us a wave um where else twitter x s GPN MMA. Gumby runs that. He's at Gumby Reeland. I'm at Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. Gumby's got the top turtle MMA podcast that you can ram in your ear holes every week without me, which is probably the preferred way to ram something in your ear holes. Uh, me not in it. Do you know who you're interviewing this week or is it going to be a secret? No, we did a, I got another three person episode for you. Like just like last week. Um, we are talking uh, with a newcomer to the UFC this uh, weekend, Nora Cornell, uh, who's a French woman who's going to be fighting in the UFC. Then we're talking with a French-Canadian uh, contender series hopeful uh, from a future week, uh, Karine Laflambois, uh, who I, which I got her name right there. You see that? That's, that's did, that yeah, French that pronunciation. Uh, and then we're yeah. talking to Manolo Zucchini, who is an Italian guy who's going to be fighting at UFC Paris, too. It's international affair on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. So listen to that. Definitely uh, get my Substack. Subscribe at moneymma.substack.com. Enter my free UFC Paris Pick'em, which will be running this coming weekend. I'll be posting it on Monday. So that's when you can enter it. And then obviously all good things in the world are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Gumby, get us out of here. All right, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He's the Zulu warrior, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.